Thanks for joining us today on The Perfect X. My name is Sherry, and this is my co-host, Lee. Hello, everyone. And today we are continuing uh, answering listener questions. So we only got four done last time because we talk so much. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so, so today we're going to continue, and hopefully we finish um, these questions. If not, we will make it a three-parter. But let's see. Yeah, bet. Okay. You ready? All right, like so... First one is, well, not first, but first of this episode. Um, what do you do if you really like someone, but the sex is awful? I haven't run into this, but I'm assuming you have. <laughs> <laughs> or the, some, whoever you've wrote never, this. You've, I mean, I didn't write these. These are all put in. These are all asked. Um, I mean, you've never had bad sex ever? For men, it's sex is like pizza. It's just the best sex we have is the last sex we had. Oh my god, that is so not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's varying degrees, but no, um, <clears throat> never bad enough that I remember it being an issue. <laughs> you know, like I find that things like that always just improve with time, right? You know, so if you're kind of like weird and it's not sort of clicking right away, it, it's always seems to um, kind of get into a groove eventually, right? If you're like with someone you're dating or whatever, you know, it is that is true because I mean. <laughs> I hate even talking about this stuff on a podcast, <laughs> but in person, I love it. Um, <laughs> but in on a podcast, there are people that are just so, it just, like I was in a, like a beginning relationship with someone and the first couple of times were like the worst mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. But after that, we were not shy and comfortable and it just worked. Yeah. But I think you have to like, kind of tell people what you want. And I think that's what most people are really shy about. Yeah, I think like yeah, you got. I think it, there's some people, some women maybe. Well, I, I feel it's both. They like uh, assume that the other person should know or whatever, and then if it's not like um, vibing like right away, they're like, oh, they, they like oh, this isn't good. But it's like you've got to communicate with the other person, right? Because everybody's a bit different, you know. Exactly, and I also think that the first, like, just like the first three dates, <laughs> the first three times, they're just. I mean, sometimes there's, it clicks right off the bat, but I think you shouldn't judge it off first couple times absolutely yeah 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 i think guys especially like they're that's always a our position is like get a give us a few, you gotta give us a couple warm-up swings you know <laughs> yeah i know right? like yeah. so, I, so i've learned so i've learned okay yeah nobody i don't care who you are nobody's a rock star out the gate like you know what i mean i mean i don't know somebody might be i don't <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Some, some people might be i don't know like you're right some people i don't think i am either so <laughs> it's just to me it's just it's so much more of a like from a relationship standpoint it's so much more of a like it takes time like i can't imagine how it could be like good off the hop you know what i mean like I and, just... unless you're completely drunk it's really hard to be completely comfortable with anybody right. yeah yeah the first for sure. time Absolutely. and if you are completely drunk then it could be sloppy so, so... yeah oh yeah you guess you're getting seasick and everything else right yeah but I would definitely say just like anything else, communication is key because some people could be into something you're completely not and yeah, yeah. not willing to try. I mean, just like anything else in a relationship, communication, but don't judge it right off the bat. I think this is one of those things that like really don't judge off the first couple times. Yeah, for sure. But I just then, don't, I just don't see how it could be like, you know, you got, you could be in, in the groove like right away. Like it just seems almost impossible, very unlikely anyway, right? You know? And if you're connected, like if this person says they really like that person, then by that point, you should be able to kind of express your needs and wants. So. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to. And like you say, you're not going to be comfortable right away. So you're not going to just be saying anything. You're just going to be going with the flow for the first bit, right? You know? 
and everybody has a different flow <laughs> oh for sure yeah absolutely i'm sure there's like it's um thinking back to like dating and whatever yeah there's it's it's so like you say it's just you're not going to be comfortable at first no matter how much you'd like know the person it's still going to take a little bit of getting used to right you know totally agree agree all right so the next one this is a good one my boyfriend is really controlling and never trusts me but i love him would you stay or move on i think that's a communication thing again but some people it's just it's an insecurity or or whatever and then back to like the counseling thing we've always talked about like i think that you find out why you're insecure or like, you know, some people are insecure because they were cheated on in the past or, or whatever. Right. You know? Um, but I think if you, that certainly to me seems like something I would definitely like try to communicate about before just throwing in the towel. Right. You know, especially, you know what I'm kind of learning cause I used to be a really easygoing person, but after my dog died and it was like, he got cancer and I couldn't control it and the whole leg amputation, all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't do anything to fix it. Mm -hmm. I developed not towards anybody else, but I developed like control issues within my own life. Like I started to like always try to be a step ahead of everything. And I never understood controlling people. Like I never understood why someone would try to control someone else in a relationship. Like I've always believed in like doing like either being into someone and accepting them or moving on. So it's, but I feel like what I've learned about myself and controlling my own self mm-hmm. that I can understand what other people are controlling. And that's comes out of the fear of yeah. not being able to fix something once it goes bad. And so I think control come like, I know with myself, like I'm always trying to like, I check, like I started checking the door like 10 times to make sure it's locked or like mm-hmm. controlling my own behaviors to making, making sure I don't fuck up something that will then be a problem I have to fix. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times controlling someone else is you're trying to make them not do something in order for there not to be an issue for you to fix. Yeah. And I think that again comes from insecurity and fear. And once you can address those issues, um, then you can fix it. But if someone isn't willing to address those issues and isn't willing to make the effort to change, I don't think being with someone controlling is very healthy and I would, I would move on. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think like so a lot of people, I think it's inadvertent. Like maybe they don't realize what they're doing or they don't intend to be controlling, but like you say, there's maybe there's other factors where they're trying to like get a, everything under control because everything feels so out of control, you know? But if you've got to communicate with them and be like, listen, like, I understand you have concerns. Like I'm going out for dinner with my girlfriends and whatever. And think, you know, there may be other people there, like who gives a shit. Right. But like, you've got to be uh, understanding that like, you know, you choose to be with that person. So it's irrelevant if somebody else comes up and says, Hey, how's it going? Like, it's not, you know, but some people seem to want to control all that. Like just the the idea that someone might come up to their significant other and say hello or, or whatever, um and yeah i think the communication like the trust thing like that you should be able to like iron that out and i think most people do but there certainly are a few of those toxic situations where they seem to not it's improve you know like i see them people have been together for a few years and there's maybe a little improvement but there still seems to be a lot of like trust issues you know well i also think that that comes with people bending too much like i know that i was once like hanging out with someone and he didn't like the way i dressed because he was worried that i would get hit on because it was too revealing. And I was like, if you, listen, the reality is I could be wearing a full cover up Birkin. Mm. If I'm going to get hit on, I'm going to get hit on. Or yeah. it's just like, you could be hit on at the library just as much as you can at the bar. Like the mm. reality is 
what I do in my behavior is what is most important and not how if I get hit on by some random or some somebody else doing something yeah. or how I dress, right? So I can dress like a total ho, total hoe. And if a guy comes <laughs> up to me, as long as I don't, you know, open like that hoe section up yeah, <laughs> or yeah. act like a hoe, then it does, shouldn't really matter. And if that your significant other can't trust you and yourself and how you're going to conduct yourself, regardless of what you're doing and what you're wearing and where you are, then if you guys can't work through it and he doesn't seem or she doesn't seem to want to make the changes, I definitely think that it's something that's too toxic and, and not worth saying. Yeah. Like I, I think I agree. Like the, it's, it doesn't matter if I, I don't give a shit if every day my wife goes out and some guys like, Hey, how you doing? Like whatever. Right. It makes no difference to me because she handles it on her end and that's it. And mm-hmm. I don't that's understand exactly these it. people who feel the need to go out and control everyone else. Like, every single person that your significant other might run into it's like somehow it's your job to to run block on that like they're a grown-up and they're with you and if you can't trust them to to handle their their business like is that a you problem or is or is there genuinely an issue with the way they conduct themselves and in which case we either got to straighten that out or break up with them but it it, more than likely from my experience it seems to be like at least because i'm a guy i talk to other guys and i see that it seems to be like um, the guys are, are cause guys obviously do a lot more of the hitting on than girls do. Right. I would say. And it seems like a lot of the guys I talk to that have concerns about that are just like, well, you know, like guys are coming up and talking to my girlfriend or whatever. It's like, I, I don't, that's whatever. Right. That's not a big deal. That's no, it's no disrespect to you. Or and he didn't, he doesn't know she's got a boyfriend or whatever. You just got to trust that she's going to say hey, like, thanks, but no thanks. Right. You know, Exactly. Exactly. And it really exactly like you said, like, you don't know where you're like, it doesn't matter where she goes, how she dresses, what she does. It's really how she conducts herself and how she chooses to handle the situation. Yeah. Yeah. That comes from trust. And if you guys can never build the trust, then out. Yeah. And I don't understand people that don't trust. And it seems to like breed more distrust like if one person's like that way the other person starts almost becoming the same way like tit for tat right i've seen and resentment yeah oh my god resentment it's just communication right you know you got to say if you're concerned with that type of thing like you got to trust that your partner's not going around entertaining anybody that says that stops them you know like that's exactly i think a lot of it though is like you it always comes back to you and i have friends of the opposite sex so we don't automatically assume that there's something more than just being pleasant saying hello right you know but even if you don't have friends up say it's exactly what you said you have to trust the person you're with and how they condone themselves yeah so or how they behave themselves so yeah it's exactly i i think it it, you're you hit the nail on that one you definitely got to try and straighten it out communicate with the other person and if they keep that toxic behavior going fucking see you later (laughs) Yeah, but don't let it go like long like people let it go years and thinking it might improve if like if you're not working on improving it and seeing improvement and it's just the same old crap and they try to justify their behavior like no exactly up anchor exactly exactly. that's where you like the nautical (laughs) terms around here yeah no but you're right up anchor is definitely on it all right um how much of your relationship should you share with your friends and family when there are issues i we tend to like not very much get into that because like we've talked about before like you um forgive and forget a lot easier than your friends and family will you know Mm -hmm. so it depends like we do you know some stuff maybe 
but you know, it's like most of it's like, let's, if it's a, a, an ongoing problem, you know, maybe, but if it's just, you know, I'm sure my wife gossips to her friends on occasion about whatever, but nothing serious. Like, you know, we don't have any like deep down problems, but you know, I would say, you know, everyone's different. Like if you're going to talk to your friends to kick around some ideas and how do you should maybe approach something or whatever, you know, it's all in the intention, right. You know? Well, I think um, it kind of comes back to that other talk that we had, like, if you know what type of friends you have, like if you have friends that you feel will support you and they know your bad behavior so well and they know you're significant and other enough to give like an unbiased advice. Right. But I think like I learned the really, really the hard way and all there's two parts of that. One is I don't tell people, friends or family things that I feel like after the situation has moved on, they mm -hmm. keep bringing back up. Like, right. And, and you can see that in all aspects of your, your life. Like if you have like an issue and you're having a really bad day and then you only done something once and your friend keeps being like, remember that time, remember that time. Like that's someone you probably don't want to because once you move on that situation with your significant other, you don't want that friend constantly bringing it up or right. family member. You know? Most so of my, like our friends are, are married and like they, <clears throat> they, they don't have that like give up mentality. Like they, if you talk to them about an issue, it's, um, there's usually supportive and like helpful, constructive advice instead of just like silly, like just break up with them nonsense, you know, cause at this stage of our lives, all of our friends got married around the same time. We've all been married, like coming up on, you know, 13, 12, 13 years, whatever. And everybody's, you know, that we, in our circles, pretty supportive. Right. And if you have an issue, um, they're usually like helpful. They're not like d destructive. Right. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. And it's kind of crazy because I learned the hard way. I was dating someone and I remember the first time I told, because I met him through mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I told everybody a few things right off the bat, he was shocked because he was such a private person. And he told me, and I'm like, I'm not private at all. And I was like 25, I think. Um, and I was just mm -hmm. super immature and I love to gossip and I love to tell everyone everything. And I, right. they weren't healthy people. Like I know if I had told you, I wouldn't have been in this situation, but I told this group of friends that weren't actually my close friends. They were just people I kind of knew and like hung out with, had gone to a few parties where I knew a couple of them and, mm -hmm. but I knew they were gossipy and they were dramatic people in general. And I, for some reason fed off fed off of it and mm. I, I had never encountered a situation where people everyone wanted me to break up with him for their own various reasons um they were all competitive with one another they weren't very healthy supportive people in general like that friend group is not someone I would ever associate myself with later in life like it's kind of nuts like they do like the shadiest shit that they consider themselves friends till this day even right. in their 40s they're much older um but, and I knew, I sort of knew that. I don't think I knew the extent, but I was just trying to have some fun and I, and I was sharing the relationship too much. And then I would be so dramatic. And then everybody was in our relationship and everybody wanted us to break up and everybody like, they made every situation 10 times worse with opinions, with reminders. Like if we had, if me and him had moved past something and then we were at a party and he like sort of like drank too much. They were like, remember last weekend when he did this, this, and this, but then I would be riled up. And it mm -hmm. was like, it literally, like, I think we wouldn't have lost it anyways, but I definitely think that a good 30% of our issues were that this constant battle conversation amongst our group of people that we socialize with and our problems was always brought up. So we were never moving past anything. Mm -hmm. and and there was such an agenda towards that situation. And it really reminded me, like, I generally now, I share with my closest friends, like, 
my best friends and my, you know, my mom and my sister, I'll tell them stuff. Even my dad, because my dad's like the easiest going person of life. Mm -hmm. But one thing I, they always tell me like, okay, well, these are like knowing me so well, these are where your flaws are. And this is what we've seen so far, his flaws. And then after we move past that situation, it's not brought up, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no agenda and there's always support and this like healthy feeling, like you said, like how to fix the issue or like a little bit if, if like it's not the person for me they kind of like maybe we'll share they won't say they don't like think they're the person for me but they maybe we'll share like our differences mm-hmm. but not like he's a bad person and I'm I'm worse or I'm better like you know what I mean like yeah it's just a healthy conversation I think that tends to come for the most part comes from people that are in a good place themselves but if you're talking to people that are in sort of toxic situations or or even just immature people or whatever you'll probably find that advice is pretty shitty because some people just want to like, they just want to watch the world burn. Right. You know, they just love chaos, you know? Yeah. And I recently just saw that again with um, a, like a, we're a little bit of a smaller group and within one of the girls who just hasn't ever had a relationship, like a good one. Mm. I saw with, when she was giving advice to my best friend, she was always trying to make it look like that guy was doing something way worse than he was. Mm. And it wasn't true. It just came from her never having a healthy relationship or, or, and wanting one and being a little bit jealous. So yeah, it's really important who you decide to share that with. Yeah. And I would keep that circle really small. Well, some people have unrealistic, not naming any names, but some people have unrealistic <laughs> expectations of people too, right? You know, so it, it, it's, it's ridiculous to assume there won't be issues. I have a friend who is telling me, he's like, I think, because he's like, his parents never talk to him about relationships or like really um argued or or really did it problem solved or did anything in front of him so he's like i always assume that the slightest problem is like a deal breaker and i go running for the hills and i just break up with them you know and he's like mm-hmm. but where you talk to people that are in real relationships like they have real ups and downs and they and the the whole thing is to sort it mm-hmm. out right to get through it you know um so if you have people around you that don't have a healthy relationship and don't know how to like problem solve and, and get through those things to build a better relationship they're just gonna give you shitty advice too right because that's exactly. how they got where they're at you know exactly exactly that's exactly true um all right so what's the healthiest way to break up with someone holy Ooh, fuck I have to... you just you, you <laughs> could just tap out of this i don't know you don't know anything about this. <laughs> no i swear to god i've actually had to learn but uh, yes you're right i should tap out i used to be like the queen of me with breakups like yeah. I had it's two... not me it's you <laughs> i actually had a breakup i remember telling another guy that was da- dating about the last guy I dated how we broke up and how he got on his knees and cried and begged for me back Jesus and he was Christ. like i would never do that and then he did it like 10 times that's rowdy you <laughs> so... must i don't know what you got going on over there but Nothing. This was when I was younger, and I have to say, I was kind of sick about it. You're right. I, sh- I, sh- I, I definitely. <laughs> Dad, I, I had. No, <laughs> I, I had to learn. I really had to learn. I don't know why. I, I think when I was younger, and I mean, we'll definitely talk about this later. I had just had such a power trip over these things, mm. and such an ego. Like from, I think it's like the Hollywood movie. Like you want to be the girl who does the dumping, not being the dump, like right, that kind right. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was so, such bullshit. I mean, the last time I ever did something that bad, I think I was 
I want to say early 20s, but it was probably early 30s. <laughs> it's hard, though, like, especially when you haven't been, like, broken up with, like, very much or at all. It's, it's, I'm sure it's harder to, like, sympathize with. You're just being honest, and that's, you're honest to a fault, like me, too. Like, you just tell people, look, it's not working. And some people try yeah. to reason with you and change things. It's like, look, I don't know how else to tell you. There's no spark there. I'm sorry. Like, I'm out, right, you know? Yeah, and that was the problem. I would say things like, well, I'm sorry, but, like... <laughs> you know, I just can't handle like the way you dress and there's never getting better. Like, like, oh my God, I was just such petty things, like such petty things. But no, she isn't, actually... it doesn't go to West 49 then. He doesn't know where it's at, right? Well, honestly, I think that my West 49 crush probably would have done to me if I had a chance with him. <laughs> <laughs> he never gave me the time of day. That's but, weird. Yes, you usually no. found a way. I feel like you would always find some way. It, it just make it your no. business to be liked. And then you're like, I really I don't like this guy. Like... I just wanted to be liked. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I know we brought it up before, but I used to drag you in that store all the time. I mean, you shopped yeah. there anyways, but because I had such a crush on him, I think he would have done it. But you're right. I would have never dated someone who dressed at West 49 no. after after 19 after you'd have 19. to like get him to quit West 49 <laughs> on your second date and then break up with I him because he has too long of fingernails or something oh god it was so petty but I I did learn how to break up with someone I did and I actually learned that from my I would have to say my sister actually because and I'll tell you how I learned and this is the first time I could say I broke up with someone in a healthy way so mm. I don't how know were you if doing I it before it. just sorry to cut you off but what were you, you just oh yeah being super blunt and that kind of thing super blunt and like hurtless like no empathy like I remember when I broke up with my first two-year relationship who you know he pretty much did just like West 49 which only mm. oh, should tell people because they're Americans listening West 49 was like a skater shop yeah it's like zoomies so. they have zoomies down there <laughs> it's the same shit okay I've never heard of it's zoomies, a classic but... really oh I'm not, I'm not surprised yeah it's literally West 49 but it's American so it's a skate shop. But you should start trolling there for her boys. Yeah. Oh God. But hello, gentlemen. I was, <laughs> um, I'll roll in with my own skateboard. Oh, I actually um, I feel like the income situation might be, be a bit of a gap there. You never know. You never know. These Bay boys, these tech entrepreneurs, they're all. Oh about yeah, that's that. true. Yeah, yeah. You never know. <laughs> but um, I with him, I was so heartbroken when I was breaking with him because I still loved him, but. And I remember we had no issues, but it was, I just remember he kept saying, well, why, like, we never fought or anything. And mm -hmm. he was like, why are you breaking up? I'm like, because we've been together for two years. And I'm, I think I was 22 at the time, 19, 20, I think it was like 21 or 22. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, it's not like I'm going to marry you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like even though we were great together, we had so much fun together. I wanted to date, like I wanted to experience. And like, you'd already been, I already been with him for two years. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I did, I started to like be attracted and look at other people and like, I wanted to date. And I told him like, like I'm starting to notice other guys and I'm either going to cheat on you or I'm going to break up with you. Yeah. The choice is that. entirely up to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Balls at your court. <laughs> at least you're honest though. That's, I mean, uh, which has never been an issue with you, but like, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being like, I'm young and I want to experience things and whatever. Um, I think that's important, but yeah, it's probably hard to hear when you're with someone and you're happy and you're like, you know, I don't, you know, like, I don't want to do other things. I'm happy. Right. But you have to respect, like you said, it's, it's going to build resentment or there's going to be an issue if you try to just force it. Right. You know, it was, well, well, yeah, totally. But I could have been more, I didn't say it in such a kind way and I could have said it in a more kind way. And then I acted like I didn't even care when I definitely cared. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really childish of me. And I remember wanting, and I, I think I carried that immature behavior and that aggressiveness, like never showing that I actually cared when I did. Mm -hmm. Um, 
at growing into being an adult. And then I remember with the one that had moved in, um, my sister, my uh, that week. One, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was shaking my head. I'm like, fuck, this doesn't surprise me at all. I, I like to do impulsive things. And that was one of them. But um, I remember my sister told me, don't do it in your house because it's not fair to him. It's your home. And I was like, well, he's acting like it's his. She's like, but realistically it's yours. And so no, um, you're like, I need to see you in the hallway. <laughs> you are invited to live someplace else. Can you imagine with his suitcase throwing him in the hall? But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's go to brunch. And I, and she's like, also remember, she's like, be honest with your emotions. She's like, cause she always, she's not as honest as like blunt. She's honest, but not blunt. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can be honest without being blunt. And she's like, uh, make sure you're not just focusing on the reasons what's wrong with them, but on how you don't see like they're being healthy growth. So I think the proper way is to be honest in a neutral territory. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you something funny. He was like, oh, are you breaking up with me? No one's ever done this before. And I had to like repeat myself twice. No, buckle up, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Today's the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember having to repeat myself and I was like so mad at myself. Like, had I just done it my own way? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, quit the subtle tactics. Yeah, I would have had a shit packed out throw exactly in the, whole, in the hallway. <laughs> but um, she just said, like, you should speak to people with the fact of knowing that even whether they show it or not, people have emotions and it is always upsetting to be rejected mm -hmm. and say it with kindness. And I know for me, like when it comes to work, like, and I have been fired, being fired is like so soul crushing to me. Mm -hmm. And she kind of told me like, think about it that way. Like your company may love your work, but it's not for them. Or they may need to like downsize or you just aren't as good as they assume, but how you want them to speak to you and let you go is it, even though it's a shitty situation, you want it done in the kindest way possible. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can do that. So mm -hmm. I think it's about being honest um, and not really trying to make that person feel worse in the situation, whether they show it or not, than they already are feeling and always in a neutral territory. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I, uh, it, it would be, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, to do that without, you know, it's obviously going to be hurtful regardless, but like, you're, you're right. If there's any way you could keep the damage to a minimum, but I mean, as long as you're being honest with someone, like, what can they say? You know, it's like, look, I don't, like you said, I don't want to drag this out and, and it starts getting un, unpleasant or something bad happens. It's like, let's, you know, I'm just being honest. This is how I feel. I mean, I, I know it's hard to hear, but at least you were honest with the person. They didn't, you know, didn't get something else go down. Right. You know? It's, it's just like when you when you get fired, you don't want your boss to be like, fuck you, get, grab your shit and get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. want him to be like, listen, like your time here has been valuable. It's just not moving forward the way we want it intended to. Yeah. It's like you want to say it with the kindest. You, there's always a kind way of saying something. Are you um, familiar with the shit sandwich? No. This is, what, this is like, a, I think it's a corporate thing. We say it at work, but it's like it's or the compliment sandwich, I guess. Like you'd say something good and then you say the shitty thing you got to say and then you finish <laughs> with something good <laughs> I, th I, I think it's called a compliment sandwich but we call it a shit sandwich at work but i would i'm so not good at selling this i would be so confused i'd be like wait are you complimenting me or insulting me i only i have add in the middle part and like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> i just heard the compliments and now i'm leaving <laughs> Well, I have a question for you because you had a long relationship of like three or four years with, you know, who I'm thinking about. Yeah. You broke up with her. I mean, how did you do that? 
I I was just thinking about that. I don't. That was sort of one of those like messy on again, off again breakups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did oh, break up with one. Yet. I did break up with one girl um, that I dated for like I don't know six months or something like that, and she was super sweet. I like not a bad thing to say about her at all, but it was just like the spark situation. Like it just kind of wasn't happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just it was exactly what we talked about. I'm like, I just have to be honest with you because I don't. I just don't want it to something to, you know, to get bad, like to, to, to stay in it too long and, and it becomes a problem or the resentment or anything. Right. So I was just, and it, and it was really hard. Like I drove over to her house and I don't know, I was young. I was like early twenties. So I drove over to her house and I, and I like went in and just sat down and just kind of said my bit, you know what I mean? And I was like, it was exactly like you say, I'm like, I, I'm not trying to make it harder than it has to be. I'm just trying to be honest. Right. And I, I just said as nicely as I could, I'm like, I just, I just don't know what to say other than like, I just don't feel it. Right. It's not, you know, I don't know. I don't, I just, it's not fair to you to, for me to keep coming along and pretending like as soon as this sort of really occurred to me, and this was the, what was going on. I just wanted to be honest with you. Right. You know, so that was hard, but it was like, you're saying I was, I was trying to do it in such a way where I didn't hurt her unnecessarily, you know? And I think realistically, you always have to remind someone like I just recently I had to tell someone like and that was in a breakup we just hung out like once and he kept asking me to hang out again and I said I he actually was a lovely great person right I just didn't feel any sort of connection yeah. and, or anything that we had in common and I just want to like you're a great person like there's someone out there for you I just don't see it being like I could see us just not working in the long term and I don't really have the energy or interest in trying and that's that was the honest part and there was kindness in it too like and he was like is there anything I could do to change your mind I said no because I don't want to put this effort into this situation yeah and that is blunt but that was the truth and I wasn't like oh you're like not like I wasn't putting him down the reality is that's how I felt but yeah it's got to be a, a part of dating I would imagine in our at our age like I gotta think that, to yeah I gotta think there's lots of things that don't connect you know like oh like whatever it might be like you just you i imagine in the first six months or whatever you're kind of just expecting it might you know fizzle out right you know well the reality is it's like applying to a job like you can apply to a million jobs and get rejected yeah. you're not for every role it's just right. how it is doesn't mean you're bad at what you do it just that's what it is yeah i gotta All think right. yeah it's probably part of it but yeah go on okay next one we're mm-hmm. definitely gonna have to have another one next week because there's some more um what if i want something serious but the guy i'm dating does not should i stay or should i leave oh you're a guy Uh, yes i am i've been called lots of things (laughs) um yeah i it's something you say though like you'll be honest about the intentions like if you know that that's not happening why would you why would you ride it to the wheels fall off right you know yeah i think that if someone's telling you they're not it is not your job to convince them otherwise if you want to stay, you should stay with the intent because like, for instance, I just had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine. She's hanging out with a guy actually. And um, they get along so well and she wants a relationship. She's still going out with other people, like going on dates here and there. She's like, I, should I stop hanging out with him? He doesn't want to date. And I told her, if you're hanging out with him to try to convince him otherwise, then no. But if you can hang out with him and just enjoy the time with him, maybe it goes somewhere maybe it doesn't yeah um, but, but that, as long be, as the intentions are clear right you know everybody's on yeah. the same page and you have to be okay with it and you should be on more on the presumption side that he doesn't because he said he doesn't so if like for instance there was a time like when i first moved to la there was nothing someone could have done 
right or wrong that would make well, obviously right that would make me be in a long-term relationship with them I only yeah. wanted to I was here for two years I only wanted to have fun as amazing as someone was I wasn't going to change my mind and yeah. I think whoever decided to hang out with me had to make the choice of accepting that and I was going to move forward like whatever I did it didn't do with them I was under the my own opinion that I made it very very clear that I was not going to date them so yeah if they got hurt in the end that's kind of on them but, yeah if you were you honest know, about your intentions did you find guys were like getting more serious and like trying to like convince you of it kind of thing yeah yeah and it's kind of crazy because it, people want what they can't have right so i don't even think a lot of them wanted me as much as they wanted to like conquer the situation so, it, it, i could i don't know I, I yeah it's okay if you can hang out with people and like you say just enjoy their company and it is what it is but i think it's pretty hard to hang out in the dating sense and not have feelings develop you know what i mean there aren't like i like have hung out not right now but i have hung out i remember like before covid there was a guy that i hung out with he's like i he got out of divorce he's like i never want a serious relationship i'm gonna date hang out mm. i did like him but i never really like fell for him or anything because i knew it and i yeah. wasn't sure how i felt but i never hung out with him under the assumption that we would end up together yeah if it had happened great and sometimes it does work out and sometimes it does happen but you should always go into it knowing that they've made it clear so what you decide and don't decide to do is on you at that point yeah and if you can't handle the fact that it's not going to work out no matter how much fun you're having with him maybe you should step back if you can handle it like I remember I kind of liked the guy but I was totally okay with it not working out because having fun with him was way more of interest of me than not having those fun moments and you know saving my heart you yeah, know, as long as you, you're both enjoying yourselves and everything, and then yeah, it's fine as long as everyone's honest with what's going on. But yeah, I, I could definitely see it uh, someone falling too far into it. But yeah, if you're both on the same page, I mean, no harm with that. And, but if and if you can't do it, if it's like you've hung out like a few times, you're like, no, I really want something serious, then probably you should move on because yeah, I think you know sometimes you move on and maybe later on. Like there are guys that like there was one guy I remember like a couple years after being in LA, he pursued me for so long and then afterwards i hung out with him when i was like still not really in a relationship but i knew i was gonna stay here now Mm -hmm. and then i hung out with him and i I was open to the idea of dating Mm -hmm. um i ended up we like we definitely didn't mesh um but then we hung out and we saw where it went but nothing changed my mind before that yeah well it's good that you can stick to your convictions i mean i feel like i would i would uh probably be the person that would like fall more into it than I intended, you know? I mean, like I, I imagine like I, I'd have a hard time keeping that separate, you know, but I've never really like casually dated that many people either. So it's, uh, it would, it's hard to say for sure, but I have my suspicions that I wouldn't be very good at it. <laughs> You're definitely a relationship person as much as you yeah. don't think you are. You are. I mean, feel, I've only ever seen your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I've never, uh, done much of the casual dating thing so yeah it's hard to say for sure like how it would uh, take but i guess we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now yeah um okay what's the best way to move on after a breakup oh fuck i think just doing things that feel right and being kind to yourself like not mm-hmm. pushing yourself in any which way that like you know i always think it's really crazy when people are down and they force themselves out of it but I also don't think you should stay in it. Like, I think like, yeah. I know like when I'm something happens, I need a minute. And sometimes it's one day and sometimes it's one week. But mm-hmm. I never let it go past like an eight to 10 day period. Like, I think um, 
I once wasted my time after breakup for three months being miserable. And it was the biggest place because as I matured and changed and did different things in life, I look back and I was like, I would never be with that person today. And I wasted three months of my life. But at the same time, I don't think you should ignore how you feel. But I think that for a breakup, like I think one week, if you need to sit in the house and cry and be miserable for one week, go for it. Mm. After that, you need to start picking up and pushing yourself to do things that are healthy mentally, physically, emotionally for yourself and move forward because you just have to accept it and you can't change it and you can't sulk in it forever and waste your time because the reality is the world's overpopulated. You will meet someone else. Everybody needs someone else. Like people go through way, like people get divorced with kids and they feel like they're never going to get married again. And then they meet someone else and they're like, this is the love of my life because the reality is you always meet somebody else it may take time it may take years but mm-hmm. you know the amount of us that die alone are very few yeah i think you to you'd have to just set um focus on like you you know your own shit and just being happy and like you know getting back like you know if i were single again i imagine i would start picking up hobbies that i used to do and hooking up with friends i used to see and you know maybe trying to do that you know just just sort of try to build up the other part of your life a bit more, you know, like get out and just start doing stuff. Right. Especially stuff that maybe you put on the back burner, like you're into going to the gym or you're, you know, into outdoorsy stuff. Like start, I would try to start doing more of that, you know, like self-improvement. Yeah. Like I, I know some friends have gotten divorced or whatever and they've gotten into, you know, back into sort of hiking and other things they like doing. And I see them on Instagram posting, you know, activities they're getting up to all the hikes and this type of thing. I'm like, that's cool. And then they connect with other people that are doing the same sort of like one buddy of mine, um, joined a, like a, a club that rides like mountain bikes places and mm-hmm. um he met people like through that you know so he was like he liked mountain biking he used to do it decided he'd pick it up again and then you know started bumping into other like-minded people and then yeah he ended up hitting it off with somebody and off they went so well that's another thing too i think what you just like they put themselves in a situation to meet new people and expand their circle and yeah. i think as adults like like for me for instance I know I have hobbies that I like and I haven't really explored other things. And I think most of my adult friends are like that. Mm-hmm. And I think actually the best thing to do after breakup is to explore those, like push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah. and expand yourself in a social circle in a hobby you've never done before, because that will actually introduce you to a whole different type of people that you mm-hmm. have. Like I've never played softball for instance, but right. I would love to pick up softball because I I don't have any softball friends. I don't even know what that type of click or that type of situation is like. Yeah. And, you know, that would be a lot of fun to be out of my complete comfort zone and meet types of people I'm not even associating with today. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually the best way because you may find sides of yourself you didn't know existed. Yeah, I have a buddy that's into volleyball and he does uh, all sorts of indoors, outdoors, like all kinds of different things. And they, they have a whole circle of people that are into it. You know, they're always doing different activities and stuff. But yeah, they play on the beach in the summer and then they play at these like, indoor sand courts in the winter. So mm-hmm. it's a very Vancouver thing to do. But yeah, it's, um yeah, no, he seems to meet a lot of people through that. And they're all sort of like-minded young people that are into that sort of thing, right? So. But I mean, also doing a, an activity you wouldn't normally do or you haven't done today. Mm, yeah, that's true because too. That, that would be like completely opening a social circle you didn't have. Because I do find like with a lot of breakups, especially if you've been with people for a long time, 
that you kind of have like the same group of friends. So mm. you, people feel lost and like, I gave up my friends and my breakup or my friends have to decide. And it's like, why don't you just push yourself into a whole new social circle and expand your, you know, ability to meet different kinds of people and different versions of yourself. I just have this vision of you like going and camping for some reason and then oh, meeting no. a guy and then the guy's like, oh, this chick likes camping. And then you're like, fuck, I fucking hate this. I did it. Try to push myself out of my comfort zone. Here I fucking am like five inch leopard print heels in the fucking woods. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do agree though. Like, I think that's a good way to like get off the, out of the rut, you know, start doing something new and then meet new people. And then, yeah, but I could just I see it turning into a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> I will share a funny story before we before we end for the night. But I actually, and it's funny to say leopard print because I actually once did go camping one night. I went in, I got there at like 10 o'clock at night and left at six in the morning. And I did have a leopard print blanket with me. I, um, I'd count that, yeah. <laughs> was that up here or down there? It was in Vancouver, like some beautiful lake area. Like it was nice, but I fucking hated every second of it. I was so cold. And I was like, I just can't I... even imagine. <laughs> But I did try to impress it with it. He did date me after we dated for like a year after. Hmm. But um, yeah, I did try to do that one time. But you are right. I did try with leopard. <laughs> I, I just I can't wear that it. much leopard. So it's funny. That you well, I remember that. you had some heels because you used I, to buy I, shoes I, that were from the kids department, right? Because they didn't have like normal size, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, But you would on occasion find some, but they were always like five sizes too big for you. So you always have I to like have just a, improvise. I did have a pair of boots. I don't know if you remember, which they're really in now that had the fuzzy ones. All I uh, yes. Yeah, and I remember. I kept right saying now. you're gonna put googly eyes on them and stuff. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but it was snow. Like the snow would, like, get stuck to them, like involved yeah. <laughs> like a matted dog. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking about putting googly eyes on them. I always remember that, but you should have. I have a good eye for fashion, so these things won't stick out in my mind. <laughs> we can't all wear black t-shirts all the fucking time, okay? <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's quite. I'm literally wearing camo shorts and a black T-shirt right now. See, and that's been like your outfit since the day I've met you. I it's think. the Canadian tuxedo, yeah. You're just lucky the camels come in and out like five times since you started wearing it. Same with skate shoes. Sometimes they're down to thirty bucks. They're blowing them out because you can't get rid of them. And I'm like, thank God, I stock up. And then uh, they come back around and they're hundred and fifty dollars. Like for fuck's sake, save with car party, you bastards. Listen, <laughs> I've yet to see them come back. But well, the, will... <laughs> you mark my words. They're coming. We're running out of shit to bring back. <laughs> That's like the next stage, maybe. Yeah, maybe it'll next be stage. full circle. Yeah. Well, we can't summarize because they were all specific questions, mm -hmm. but um, we will. There's like five, six minutes. So yeah, there's a couple good ones episode. down there. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into these. Okay, and then that's, and then we'll go back to the main topics next. Episode. So next episode, we'll finish the questions, and then we'll get back Giddy to the main topics. up. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you bet. See ya. Bye. Bye. -bye.